Well, turning your Bible to First Chronicles chapter 14. First Chronicles 14, I'm going to continue talking to you about the breaking point. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, has anybody ever felt like they've been to the breaking point in life? Man, you just feel, man, I'm about to snap, okay? Uh, have you, are you sitting next to anybody who snapped in the past? I don't know. Uh, you, you've heard this phrase, a little snappy. Uh, well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about snapped. No, I'm ta- talking about being just a little snappy, a little snippy. I'm talking about just the breaking point. And all of us have come to that place before uh, in, in our lives. And, and uh, uh, you know, really, it's what I told you last couple of Sundays. The breaking point is the point where undue stress and pressure causes a fissure and a fracture. Uh, you know, an earthquake is an example of undue pressure. It causes fractures in the earth. And so in the last days, the Bible, says they'll, the Bible says there'll be earthquakes. There'll be pressure points, even geologically. Uh, but, but how many of you know that the geological issues of the last days really are a picture of the spiritual pressures that are mounting and building all around us? Uh, and we are, we are experiencing that. The church experiences that. God's people experience that. Uh, and we've got to learn how to deal with those issues and those pressures in life. And the reason most people come to the place where they snap is because they're carrying pressure they're not designed to carry or they don't have the tools and the resources as uh, are, uh, the Word of God in their life to the point where they understand how to handle the pressures of life. Jesus said this, it was a promise. He said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. Uh, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. That word tribulation means pressure. And so there's pressure in life. Anybody ever, uh, I mean, anybody here not experienced uh, uh, undue pressure, it seems, in your life, or you feel like you're about to snap if you haven't felt that? Well, then hang on, brother, because it's just around the corner. I'm not prophesying. I'm just being honest. We all go through those times. And it's important that we learn how to walk through them in these last days. And I said this as we began this series. Uh, uh, before you come to your breaking point, you better come to the point of your breakthrough. And that's what we need to think about. And that's what we've been talking about. And the last couple of weeks, we learned this, that, that the point of our breakthrough is found in the presence of Jesus and in the presence of his people. When we get in the presence of Jesus, I'm telling you, everything begins to change. If you're in, under some pressure today, bring it to Jesus. Uh, the Bible says, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. You're under pressure today. We talked about this the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know what? Not only do you need the presence of Jesus, but you need the presence of his people. And in these last days, we need he, him and his church family. Uh, we need to be engaged in relationship with him and his family in greater measure than ever before uh, because there's pressure all around us. We've got to learn how to deal with that and come to the place of our breakthrough rather than our breaking point. We don't need to be at a place. There's no need for us to snap. Look at your neighbor and say, now's not, not the time to snap. It's, we're not supposed to be snapping now. Uh, we need to be breaking through. And so with that in mind, I want to introduce a story to you uh, concerning David. Uh, I'm going to read the first two verses, and then we're going to jump down to verse 8. It says, Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent, sent messengers to David and cedar trees with masons and carpenters to build him a house. So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, for the kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of the people Israel. 
verse 8. Now when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king. How many of you know when things are going good, there seems to always be a Philistine in the house. You know, when things are happening, there's resistance, there's Philistine, there's, there's, uh, there's, anti, there's pressure, there's enemy pressure. Now, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, and all the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went out against them. And the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, that's a good thing to do. Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. Then David said, catch this, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Somebody say breakthrough. And he said, therefore, they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. When, when they had left their gods there, David gave a commandment and they, that, uh, that they were burned with fire. They burned all, all the Philistines' gods. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore, David inquired again of God. And God said to him, you shall, go up, uh, you shall not go up after them, circle around them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. I love God. He's so creative. Then you shall go out to battle, for God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded, and they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as uh, Gezer. And everyone said, Amen. Let me just throw this in. Then the fame of David went out into all the lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. I'm telling you, God is a God of breakthrough. Amen. In fact, we see here when God, this first round with the Philistines, David said this, man, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. That phrase, Baal-perazim, means master of breakthroughs. How many of you know we serve the master of breakthroughs? I said, how many of you know we serve the master of breakthroughs? He, and if you, if Jesus lives in your heart, he, hey, he wants to bring you to the place of breakthrough and wants to help you divert your path from the point in the place of breakdown, uh, and, and to the breaking point and bring you to the place of breakthrough. The God of breakthrough, the master of breakthrough wants to lead you to a place where you see God has brought you through a place of breakthrough, just like David, where he said, God has brought a breakthrough like the breakthrough of water. I don't know if you've ever seen, I remember the little, uh, oh gosh, might have been uh, Mickey Mouse. No, not Mickey Mouse. I see a cartoon character and there was always, the dam was about to break. Anybody remember this? And, and you know, the crack in the dam and he'd put his finger and it'd get bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, you know, and then the breakthrough of water, woo, and the flood. You know, I just have that picture when I think of breakthrough and the breakthrough of water, that the power of, of water is so strong. And how many of you know the master of breakthrough is greater than the breakthrough of water in our life? We've seen the trauma of a breakthrough of water in Louisiana. I'm not talking about that kind of breakthrough. I'm talking about a breakthrough that brings great liberty and life and healing and wholeness in our life and brings us to a place of victory. So much so that even as David, the fame of, 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 of our name that, that, hey, we get from God, the fame of God's people goes throughout all the land and says, those people serve the master of breakthroughs. Amen. 
And so today, I want to show you some simple things today. I want to give you what I see, some building blocks from this story. Some building blocks that move you toward the place of breakthrough. That help you engage the master of breakthrough in your life. How many of you could take a few thoughts along these lines that you can take home and you can appropriate in your life? I want to show them to you. I want to show you some building blocks of breakthrough where you can begin to experience the master of breakthrough in your life to keep you from the place of breaking down and coming to your breaking point. How many of you don't want to snap? All right, listen up. Here we go. The first thing I see here that I think you and I need to embrace in our life that is certainly paramount in our life, and that is the building block of authority. God has given us authority. We have authority over every demon, devil, and hell. You need to realize that. And whatever it is you're facing, whatever the pressure you're experiencing that is moving you to the place of your breaking point, listen, God, the master of breakthroughs, lives inside of you, and he's given you the authority to stand against it and be victorious over it. Look what it says in verse 2. David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel. For the kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of his people Israel. You know what David knew? He, had, he knew that God had placed him in a position of authority and responsibility. That he had authority. He had the ability to lead. And he had the authority to take his stand. And the master of breakthroughs had anointed and appointed him. And that's the same way it is with us. God has anointed us and appointed us. He didn't create us to kill us. He didn't create us for us to die in the wilderness. He didn't create us to be destroyed under the, uh, under the hand of the enemy. He created us to be victorious. He created us to be blessed. In fact, greater is he that lives in me than he that's in the world. Amen. And so we have been appointed by God to be victorious. I love what Jesus said to his disciples. I love what he said to those that he sent out. If you look in Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 10, you'll see that. You'll realize that. He looked in Luke 9 to his 12 disciples. And the Bible says he gave them authority. And then in Luke 10, when he sent out the 70, the, 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 the 30 set, the 35 sets of 70, uh, uh, no, the 35 sets of two, which came, came out to 70, sent them out into the harvest field. He said this in Luke 10, 19. He said, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You see, if you want to move to the place of your brain, Breakthrough. You've got to understand that the God and the master of breakthrough lives on the inside of you and he has given you authority to stand and resist and be victorious over these undue pressures that the enemy tries to place upon us. Are you with me? And so that's a great building block for you to realize you have authority, not just ability, but authority. You see, God has deputized us, if you will. We have His power and His authority. And, and, and we are under His authority. It's a big thing. You know what? In fact, you can't manifest His authority in the atmosphere, if you will, unless you are under His authority. You see, if you're rebellious to his authority, you can't be a representative of his authority. But if you are submitted to his authority, and he is the Lord of your life. Somebody say, he is Lord. If he is the Lord and the leader of your life, listen, you have every, 
uh, uh, governmental, uh, spiritual right, if you will. You are his delegated authority. You are under his leadership. And as you submit to his authority, you can then manifest his authority in the, in, in the spiritual realm. You can't rebuke the devil if you're not under the lordship and the leadership of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Say amen. In fact, one instance in the New Testament when someone who was not submitted to the authority of God tried to uh, rebuke the devil in the name of the Lord and the name of, he said, in the name of, uh, of, of the God who Paul preaches, the fact the devil spoke, how many of you know the devil can speak? The devil spoke back to him out of this person who was demonized and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but I don't know who you are. And, and uh, jumped upon them and ran them naked out of town because they were not under the authority of God. Are you with me? And so that's a huge message in such a little moment here. But listen, we have authority, but we must be submitted to the authority of God in our life and bow our hearts before Him. And if you're under the pressures of life, listen, get under the authority of Jesus Christ because He's the master of breakthrough and He'll take care of those pressures. Are you with me? So it's the authority of God in our life. The second building block I see today that you and I can appropriate and place into our lives if we're uh, wherever we are in life. It's not only the building block of authority, but it's the building block of the anointing of God in our life. Look in verse 8. Now, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel. Now, David experienced two anointings in his life, and I don't have time to go biblically and show them to you, but it was the anointing of God on his life. You remember as a little boy, when, when uh, God was picking out another king, he went to the house of Jesse, <coughs> pardon me, and the prophet Samuel anointed him as the king. He was just a teenage boy, most people believe. God anointed him. And then later, the people anointed him. And you got to really have both. If you're going to lead God's people, you got to have God's anointing and you got to have the people's anointing. The people got to say, hey, and so let me tell you something. The enemy knows when you get the anointing of God on your life. And when the, when the enemy, when the Philistines, listen carefully, you know, the anointing, uh, it, it stirs up controversy. It stirs up uh, uh, resistance. The devil doesn't want you to, to experience the power and the blessing of God in your life. And, and so David had been anointed by God and even anointed by the people. But for us today, what does that represent? It represents the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. The, the oil of the Holy Ghost being poured upon our life the power of his presence and so by the by the manifestation of the holy spirit in our life and when that anointing comes and you began to operate in the anointing of the holy spirit and realize hey god has anointed me and you read through the scripture uh you know in fact what did jesus say when he came he said this, he picked up the scriptures, he opened up the book, Luke 4, he read out of Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Somebody say anointed me. Jesus was anointed to preach the gospel, to set people at 
who were bound free to bring liberty to the captives. He had that anointing. In fact, we know he passed that anointing on to us. He said, the works that I do shall you do also. And hey, and then when he told them, I'm going to the Father, but when I go to the Father, uh, listen carefully, uh, you go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. And when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, uh, you'll have power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. It's the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We need the authority of God. We need the anointing of God. In fact, Isaiah 10 says this about the anointing. The yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. How many of you know the Holy Spirit will destroy those things that bind us, destroy those things that resist us? And I'm telling you, and when the enemy sees that you're walking in the anointing, he's going to come against you. But guess what? The anointing will break the yoke. Tell somebody, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It really does. Simple but true. The master of breakthrough lives on the inside of us. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. And he has anointed us for the task that not just sit and come to our breaking point, but to come to a place of breakthrough. In fact, Jesus said this about the church. He said, the church that I build, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In other words, how many of you know gates are not offensive, they're defensive. And when the church gets the anointing of God in their life and begins to stand up and, and under the authority of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the powers of darkness and the, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen. Somebody say amen. It's the authority of God and the anointing of God. And then number three, these are just, hey, there's nothing new about what I'm sharing with you this morning. I'm just using an Old Testament passage to bring New Testament insight. And the third building block I say here uh, in this illustration where David said God has brought a grout, a a great breakthrough, uh, like the breakthrough of water. It's not only the building block of authority and anointing, but it is assurance. How many of you know we need God's assurance in our life? Look in verse 10. Look what it says. It says this, and then David, it says, he inquired of God and he said, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, go up for I will deliver them into your hand. You know what David got? He got a word from the Lord. And let me tell you something, this word we hold in our hand, there's a couple of manifestations of the word of God that we need to understand. It's his written word. How many of you know his written word is just as powerful as the spoken word that comes from by way of the spirit into our hearts? You know, there's most people are sitting in the dark saying, I need a word from the Lord. Let me tell you something. You need to turn on the light, look in your Bible and get a word from God. And he may, con he may uh, 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 speak to you through that word. And then you may get a word in your spirit that lines up with his word. And so the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And if you need a breakthrough in your life, you and I need to come to the place where we realize we have the authority of God as his children to stand and resist the pressures of the enemy. And then we not only have the authority, but we have the anointing that breaks the yoke. And we have the assurance of the, thus saith the Lord, that if we stand on his word, in fact, here's what Jesus said, though
those who build their life on the Word of God, when the storms come, when the pressures come, their house will stand. But those who don't build their life on the stability of God's Word, listen carefully, the storms will come and it will be like they built their house on the sand and it will fall and great will be the fall of it. Listen, the Word of God brings great assurance and confidence in the face of your enemies and obstacles. You're facing pressures in life. Get your life. Establish your life. Build your life on the foundation of God's Word. You'll find great assurance in what the Bible says and what He speaks into your life. And God still speaks today. He speaks into our spirit. In fact, I told you this a few weeks ago that I was awakened in the middle of the night having had a dream that I knew was of the Holy Spirit of God. The dream was I was preaching in some place. It, it was, I don't know where I was and that, that leads me to believe it was, that was not the point, but the point was what I was saying. I was preaching along and then I would say, and Jesus is in charge. And then I'd preach a few moments. I'd say, Jesus is in charge. I woke up, man, that, that phrase, Jesus is in charge, was just hammering away in my heart. And I knew God was speaking to me uh, and not only to me, but our church family. And then I realized as we went to our Church on the Rock network of ministers gathering, there was an opportunity for the board of directors to stand up and share what they sensed the Holy Spirit was saying. I shared that dream and I told them, I'm telling you, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's happening in your church. I don't know what's happening in your family. I don't know what's happening in your life. But I came to tell you by way of the Holy Spirit, God spoke to me a few weeks ago that He is in charge. Jesus is in charge. That's the word of the Lord. Amen. And it'll break bondages and it'll break the yoke and it'll, it'll bring great liberty. There's great assurance from the Word of God in our life. It'll bring us to the point of our breakthrough. Are you with me? Then the fourth thing I see, I love this one. Number four, the fourth uh, building block of breakthrough that I see here that invokes the master of breakthrough in our life. It's not only the building block of authority and anointing and assurance, but it's the building block, I'm going to call it ascension. Everyone say ascension. Look in verse 11. Now I'm, 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 I'm being illustrative here this morning, but I want you to see this. So they went up to Baal Perazim. Somebody say they went up. They went up to Baal Perazim and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough uh, of water. And they call the name of that place Baal Perazim. You see, they engaged the enemy and they went up. Let me, let me just say that for, uh, for us. Listen, you're never going to get a breakthrough digging around in the low places of life. You're never going to break through in the low places. What I want us to see here is God has a breakthrough for all of us, but you'll never experience in the low places of life. And when the pressures come to press you down into the low places, there's a priority that all of us have. And they realize this, I'm not going to stay down here. I'm going to ascend to a place where I can hear God. I can't hear God. And let me just tell you something. If you need direction in your life, you need a whole new vantage point in life. You need a place where you can begin to see some clarity of life. You're not going to get clarity down in the basement digging holes. You're not going to get uh, insight from God down in the basement in the low places of life, struggling around, scratching around. 
around and, 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 and moaning and complaining about where you are. You got to get out of that. You got to get up and you got to begin to ascend into the presence of God. In fact, Psalm says this, who shall ascend into the house or the temple or the presence of God? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. And so you got to get up, get cleaned up and get back into the presence of God and say, I'm going up to a high places. It's time we head to the high places with God and engage our enemies from a whole new standpoint. Don't try to battle the enemy down in the low places of life or the pressures of life. You, Hey, listen, you need to realize we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're not down in the basement. We're not down. Hey, we got a place and a position with Christ that we can ascend to. And when we get to that, it's, you call it the mountain, whatever you want, the mountain of the Lord. You get up there with God and guess what? You see, you got a whole new perspective about what's going on in the world around you. And you're above and not beneath. You ever heard someone say this? You say, how you doing? Well, I guess I'm okay under the circumstances. You ever heard that? Under the circumstances. Always under the circumstances. Under the pressure of the circumstances. Listen, when our, we, we realize that God has never placed us under the circumstances, but from God's perspective, we should be seated with Him in heavenly places. We're not down under the circumstances. We're with Him looking down on the circumstances that are trying to pressure us. And you can't be pressured by the circumstances when you've ascended into the presence with God and you realize I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Above and not beneath. Somebody say amen. We need to ascend into that holy hill. Into the high places of life. Where we soar. Regardless of the circumstances. Where we find His presence and His peace. And His joy. And we realize that life is not based upon the circumstances of this life. And breakthrough is not based upon the circumstances. Listen, if you're going to get your breakthrough, you've got to move beyond the circumstances and get and ascend into the presence of God. And find yourself on the mountain with God, worshiping and praising. You know, David, he practiced this. He didn't just preach it. He practiced it from a personal standpoint. And one of my favorite illustrations is David at Ziklag. I think it's the last chapter or two of Second Samuel. It may be First Samuel, but I, I, I get a little confused there. I, I haven't uh, pulled it up, but here's the story. They came back from battle. And they, they came back and, and I think the Amalekites had plundered their village, plundered their city at Ziklag. And took up, burned all their homes and, and took captive their children and families. And David's mighty men came back and it was so bad that David's own men spoke of stoning him. Felt like he had led them away from their families and fr friends and the security of their home and, and had violated the, 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 their, their trust and they spoke of stoning him. But here's what David did when he was under that pressure. I'm telling you, you think you've got, had pressure. Think about this. You've got the pressure of all your men and all their families have disappeared. All your resources have disappeared. And because of your leadership, all that has been taken captive and you've lost everything. And all your friends that were your confidant have lost 
lost everything and they're about to turn on you. Now that, my friend, is some pressure. And David took that pressure. And the Bible says he entered into the presence of God. He said, bring me the linen ephod, which means he's putting on the garment and he's get moving into the presence of God. And he begins, here's what the Bible says. Listen carefully. He doesn't beg God. Listen, he doesn't beg God for help. He doesn't cry out and say, oh God, what am I going to do? Oh God, what about these guys that are about to stone me? He doesn't start whining and complain and listen to, carefully to me. There's a way to enter into God's presence when you're in the in, under pressure. And if you want to know how to get in his presence and how to ascend to, into a place where you can hear the voice and you can commune with him, he got into his presence and here's what he did. Listen, he didn't ask God. He be, The first thing he did, the Bible says, he began to encourage himself in the Lord his God. I said he began to encourage himself in the Lord his God. He gave himself a good talking to. Oh, mighty man, I don't know what he said, but he encouraged himself. He said, you're not defeated. This is not over. This is just an opportunity for God to show up in a great way. This is not the end. I'm thinking God today, I, I don't know how he did it. He gave himself a good talking to. Oh, mighty man, rise up, oh man of God. He used to talk to himself. In fact, we used to sing it. We still do. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless him. What was he doing? Encouraging himself in the Lord his God. And as he began to encourage it, you know what he was doing? He was ascending. He was coming out of that hole. Pastor Ron, you'll get to hear him next Sunday night. Pastor Ron says, you can come out of a hole in a hurry. Everybody say, you can come out of a hole in a hurry. Come on, everybody say, you can come out of a hole in a hurry. And he began to ascend. And all of a sudden, the spiritual atmosphere began to change. And then once he encouraged himself and the Lord his God... He began to get where he needed to be. He ascended to the place of the presence. He said, shall I pursue these enemies? Now, I got to understand, he didn't have anybody with him to pursue at that point. They're all about to turn on him. Shall I pursue these enemies? And you know what he got? A word from the Lord. He said, here's what God said, pursue, for you shall doubtless recover it all. And he rallied forces. People believed him and they got on their horses if they had them and they rode and they pursued their enemies and they recovered it all. Why? Because he knew how to ascend out of that low place. Until you and I learn how to ascend out of that low place and that pressure point in life and put ourselves above the circumstances, we'll never come to the place of our breakthrough. And that's a huge thing for all of us to learn. Your pastor has to do it on a regular basis. The challenges of life and just challenges of bringing this church to another level. 
There's pressure about that. And I realize if I get stay in the low places, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, never be able to find the word of the Lord. I've got to ascend into the high places where I can get the direction of God and the purpose of God for not only my life, but the future of our church. We're about to be 20 for goodness sake. And God wants to give us great grace. In fact, he's spoken to us for our future. He's, he gave us four thoughts, the fourfold tenets of our, of our, our future. We're called to what? We're called to gather together listen, understand something. Until that becomes the culture of our heart and realize the priority of my life, especially in these latter days, uh, is, to, is to link up with the family of faith. And then we grow together. We're called together. We're called to grow. That's the purpose of God for our life. We're called to give. That's not just resources, but hey, it is resources, but it's all of who we are. Give our time, our treasure, and talents. We're givers and not takers. That's who the church is. And so then we're called to go. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Those are the four uh, tenets of the vision of God for our church that we've got to catch. It's got to become the culture. Where did that come from? It came when we began to ascend to the high places at the place of prayer as a church family a few weeks back. He's given us vision and direction. Now we've got to run with it. Are you with me? Say amen. Now let me show you something as we close this thought. Important note from verse 11. Oh, I, let me just throw this out. You pause right there. David said this. I think it was David. He said this. He makes my feet like hinds feet, really deer's feet, so I can walk on the high places. God wants us to give us the capacity to walk in the high places with him. I wanted to throw that out to you. Here, important note from verse 11. Look at it. Look what he said. Follow me. So they went up to Baal Perazim and David defeated them there. Then David said, look what he said. God has broken through my enemies. Now, he gave God all the glory. Do you get it? God did this. But how did God do this? God has broken through my enemies by my hand. Like a breakthrough of water. Now, here's where a lot of people stay. And they never find their breakthrough. They're not ascending. They're down here whining, going, I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. God, I need a breakthrough. Lord, if you don't give me a breakthrough, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need a break. Listen, people who get breakthroughs don't get it whining. People who see a great breakthrough, like the breakthrough of water, they don't get it whining. They get it by ascending into the presence of God and finding, pre- finding audience with God and getting a word from God and then began to cooperate with God and work together with God. God just doesn't show up and give a breakthrough. God did the breakthrough, but he worked that breakthrough through David. David understood, hey, if I just sit here and whine and ask God for a breakthrough, it'll never come. But if I get up and began to ascend and I began to cooperate with what God God is up to. If I let him work through me, together we're going to see a great breakthrough. Like the breakthrough of much water. Whoo! Are you with me? Say amen. The building blocks of breakthrough require your absolute involvement. God wants to involve you. He wants to engage you in this process. 
He not only just wants to come and deliver you, he wants you to have a hand in it. He wants you to be active and proactive in this process of breakthrough in your life. And our church together, we have a process together that we must come to where we're not going to sit idly by and just and hope for a breakthrough. We, hey, God wants to partner with us. He wants to move with us. He wants to move through us. Our cooperation is essential. If we refuse to cooperate, if we stay down in the basement digging holes, whining and complaining or moaning and groaning, we'll never see the breakthrough. But if we ascend under the authority and the anointing of God and the assurance of the promise of God, we ascend into His presence, God will give us insight where we can cooperate with Him to see the great breakthrough of God in our lives. Amen? I got good news for you this morning. You want some good news? The the master of breakthrough is right here in this room. The master of breakthrough is right here in this room. And wherever you are, whatever the circumstances of your life, listen, those four thoughts that if you'll take them, those, those building blocks of your breakthrough, man, I've got his authority. I've got the anointing of God in my life. In fact, if you don't fit, since you have the anointing, listen, you just need to cry, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul the Apostle said in Ephesians, be ye continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit, the anointing power of God, come upon you daily, every day, and just fill you and empower you and equip you. Get into the Word of God and find the promises of God. For the promises of God are yes and amen. His Word is is powerful. And begin to ascend to a place of clarity. Don't stay down in that place where you can't see or hear or understand what's really going on. Where all you can see is the pressures. You'll begin to experience the master of breakthrough in your life. Amen. Let's stand together. This morning we've got plenty of time to allow the master of breakthroughs his way in our life. Father, today we thank you for this wonderful illustration from David and his capacity to tap into your presence. Lord, today... We ask you to show up in our midst as the master of breakthrough. That you would begin to break through. Lord, we want to be a part. We realize we have to be a part. We need to let you anoint us. We submit to your authority. In fact, today there may be someone here who's really never submitted to the authority of God in your life. You've searched for God, but you've never said yes to Him. If you're here today and you can say, Pastor, I just need to submit to God's authority in my life. I I need to let Him be the Lord and the leader of my life. I'm not here to embarrass anybody, but I am here to get you to a place where you can begin to experience the breakthrough. Hey, before you come to your breaking point, you need to come to the place of your breakthrough. If you're here today and you can say, Pastor, i got to be honest. I don't know if I'm allowing Jesus to really be the Lord of my life, and I need to submit to Him as the Lord and the leader of my life. If that's you today, wherever you are, lift your hand. 
and just say, that's me, Pastor. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'll pray for you. I need him to be the Lord and the leader of my life. Father, you see these hands. And we pray together with them. And I want everyone to pray this prayer. Let's all just agree together. Lord Jesus, everyone say, Dear Lord Jesus, we yield to you as the Lord and the leader of our lives. I submit myself to you as the Lord of my life. I invite you to come into my heart and be the Lord and the leader of my life. I yield myself to your authority. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come upon us now. Let's just all lift our hands to God and just thank Him for the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our life. You don't have to lift your hands, that's okay. But let's just say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit afresh and anew. Holy Spirit, have your way. We love you and we worship you and we thank you for a fresh anointing. David said, you've anointed me with fresh oil. We receive it today. And Lord, we yield ourselves to the Word of God and we thank You for the Word of God and it's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, we thank You, Lord God, that You're helping us because of those three things to ascend to a place of clarity with You into Your presence, Lord Jesus, and to come up and to move up to another level. God's calling us to another level. And this morning, if you're down in a hole, you're down under the pressures of life, God's calling you to another level, to a whole new vantage point this morning. And if that's you, you feel like you've been under the pressure and you've been under the, the, the gun and today you just feel like God is lifting you up out of that just begin to thank Him that He's taking you to a whole new level and a whole new vantage point. Lord, thank You for it. We give You praise. We give You glory. We worship You today. And we thank You that You're the master of breakthrough. We give You all the glory. In fact, we encourage ourselves in the Lord our God today. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for the breakthrough in our life. And everybody said amen.